Good morning and welcome to the Business Leadership Live. It's Monday, the 16th of July, 2018. Happy, happy Monday. I hope you, I actually trust you all had a fantastic weekend and thank you for joining today. I'm your host, Edwin Frondozo. The Business Leadership Live is a live radio call-in show where I speak to amazing business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought, thought leaders to discuss latest innovations current events, or best practices that will help you personally and professionally grow. Today's episode is powered by Slingshot VoIP, leaders in telecommunications that would help you understand where your business calls, your business clients are coming from. Today, super excited, my co-host is Mo Desianian. He is the president at Empathy, Inc. Mo, thank you for for joining and co-hosting today. How, how are you doing? How was your weekend? It was great, man. Thanks for having me, and happy Monday. It's uh, Monday's always my favorite day. I get really anxious on Sunday night to just get back into it on Monday. And get the, and get the hustle going, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. Well, this is good. I mean, we're bringing the energy for, uh, for the show today, and really excited to have you on this. Um, today, we'll be discussing why it's important to have empathy in leadership, so... Um, so why don't we just, just, just jump into it, uh, Mo. In your experience, how has the business, specifically media industry, changed in the past in the past 10, 20 years? Yeah, so I think I think there's been, in my experience, there's been four distinct factors that have changed the business, which makes leadership a little bit different and more challenging in this day and age. The mm-hmm. obvious one is is obviously connectivity, and everybody's connected to everybody, so that's an easy one to to talk about. But the second one is what we're finding, there is a general fragmentation of talent. What I mean by that is people are getting more and more specialized in what they do. You can find a person that's really good in doing that tiny little thing and then another person who's really good at doing some other really small thing. And then you have to combine all of that together as a leader. And then the, the third thing that's happening is because we have a reduction of production costs, especially in ours, space in the media industry. Now mm-hmm. you have everybody's competing to have their own business, right? Because it's so easy to start a business and the cost of starting and barrier to entry is so low. So you combine kind of all of those factors together and then what you get is you have to really understand why people are doing what they're doing, why people what are their other options and opportunity costs to someone to work with you instead of just going off on their own or being a freelancer? And how can you motivate them to actually do that? And in order to do that, you have to really dig deep and empathize with them. You have to understand where they're coming from. Because at any given time, they can say, yeah, you know what, I can do this on my own, or I could go be a freelancer for this, or I could do, you know, something else. So employers and leaders aren't, uh, the only solution to to hustle and make money anymore for people. Yeah, that's why I think empathy is the biggest biggest driver right now. No, totally. I mean, it's the whole whole gig economy, and I'm sure you have a lot of friends and colleagues and people you work with who are. I mean, this side hustle economy, gig economy, is is, is becoming more true than ever, right, Mo? I'm sure you exactly. people, people may be working for you, Mo, but. They are. They have something on the side, and when that happens, are you encouraging that, Mo? Well, not only are we encouraging, my entire business is built on the gig economy. So, mm-hmm. Empathy Inc. as a company doesn't really have any full-time employees. 
Mm-hmm. What I do is so we go out and we onboard these consultants in the media space that are really good at solving that immediate problem that the client has. And then we find I find out what motivates them, what they want out of this engagement, and and we make them a quasi mini business partner in that engagement with the client. So they now run a mini business. Um, that services a client on a project or on an, on an agency of record basis with me together. And we become sort of mini business partners. And then, you, you know, that's how we provide the service. So yes, they absolutely have other gigs on the side. I not only encourage it, I, I want them to, uh, to do that it, because they bring that experience in. No, exactly. I, I find some, some of the people I work with who have a number of projects on the side outside of what we're working together with, they're getting a ton of experience and sometimes some knowledge comes back to me and I find I find that I think that's great. So if you're if you're tuning in or you're listening, I mean what Mo and I are discussing is why empathy is important in leadership. Uh, so if you have any questions just feel free to just message it on the on the web browser or join us live. What so in terms of tips, I guess because some some people may not encourage the gig economy. I mean, if you're in a high, I find it depending. I think it's industry specific. So if you're in a very high, if you're in a position that you know you need to focus solely on on this business, are there any tips that you could, or maybe something you've learned hiring people with different gigs on the side um, to think about, or even implement this? In their business. Yeah. No, that's, I, you're right. It's, it's very industry-specific. I mean, we're specifically in the creative media space, so mm-hmm. creativity comes from everywhere, so it's very unique to us. I understand some businesses and may not be. So one of the things that we I talk to people when I hire them or, or engage with them is, look, there's 20 years ago there was this social unspoken social contract between an employer and an employee where we said, mm. you're going to come work for us. You're going to have a sensible level of job security for the next decade or two in your life, mm-hmm. and you're going to make a, some livable wage where you can, after, you know, five, six, ten years of good performance, you can go out, buy a house, and, you know, start your family and achieve your life goals, and et cetera, and et cetera. Right. That social contract, as it was in the 70s or so, doesn't really exist anymore within employers and employees, Right. Employers aren't offering those level of job security and that level of uh, that level of sort of life fulfillment as a general. And I'm really generalizing here. So the conversation I have with people and the tip I have to give people is find out what they want down the road mm-hmm. and help them achieve that. Is it them? Is it is it financial security? Is it job security? Can you, if you're asking this person to to you dedicate all of this time to you and not do anything else, what else are you offering them so that they don't have to worry about anything else? No, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and I find sometimes, and maybe in those con- conversations, it also helps the people around you really figure out what they're looking for because sometimes that's a hard question. <laughs> like, like what, what do you want in your life? Like, it's, it's I find... It, Maybe for some it's easy, for some it's not because they're still trying to figure it out. So, so when you had when you've had those conversations, Mo, and were you in a position to actually even provide advice? 
Well, exactly, because you're right. It's the most difficult question to ask. Most people don't know the answer to that. But what you can do is you can shorten your time frame. You know, you can yeah. start with, sure, what do you want for time? For like, well, I don't know that. Well, what do you want this year? Right. What do you want to do next right. month? Right? You just shorten your time frame. And people will know. Like, if you ask someone, like, what do you want for lunch? You know, you might have an answer to that, probably. If you shorten the time frame enough, eventually you'll get an answer, right? And then you start there. Yeah, no, for sure. If you're just tuning in live and have any questions, uh, we're talking about empathy and leadership. So feel free to click join us on the browser or, or type the question. Mo, what do you think the current employee or the clients or the customers expect from, 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 a, from a business leader now? I think there is, and I don't think if that has changed a lot, but I think it remains a constant that a leader has to do two things, which is inspire and motivate, right? So be mm-hmm. that sort of aspirational driver and have that vision. And then the second one is really to provide clarity. And I think uh-huh. that's one of the ones that is often overlooked. It's a lot of people, a lot of times, as you said, People have these questions. Well, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what we should do here. Should we be going in this direction? Should we be doing that? And it's the leader's job to make, to provide credit, even if the leader themselves isn't really clear on what they have to do, right? That's the risk we take on as leaders, which we yeah. say, you know what? We're making this decision. We're going down this way. I'm kind of 60% sure that's the right way to do it, but, you know, let's just go with it around and we'll, we'll address it. And and clarity, I, I, no, that's that's great. And, and what I was just thinking was clarity could come in in many forms, right? Clarity in terms of your job function, or or our relationship as as business partners, or, or however you know relationships we have. It's like because I, I've talked to many entrepreneurs, and they're always like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring someone in, you know, they have another thing, and I'm gonna let them figure it out." But the problem is, if you, if you let your contractor or the people you bring in figure it out. Obviously, you're not providing any clarity at all except just do work. Uh, and and I think I agree with you 100% is you may, as a business leader and people who come to you with questions, doesn't necessarily mean you have to have all the answers, but maybe, you know, asking the right questions will help provide clarity as well, right? So exactly. Really, really, re- really re- rebounding that. Um, are there any traits that have remained constant now in terms of – in terms of leadership? Uh, yeah, I think it's the, the fundamentals are the same, I think, right? Like it's people mm-hmm. do things, are motivated by different things, and that you have to tap into that at one point. Um, you, you know, some people, and I see this all the time, some people, not everybody is super passionate about the life of work, the work that they do, uh, you know, in from nine to five or whatever that is. Right. Sometimes people are just like this is a job. I like doing this. It pays the bills, but I really um, I want to go back to my family, and that's where I am at. Right. And, yeah. Uh, speaking so, about family, I know it, things have changed probably with you. I know you and I share something common. We both have young young children at home. My daughter just turned two, and you're turned turned one, right? Yeah, just this, this weekend she turned yesterday. So I mean, I'm sure for you. Your motivations might change. I'm like, I mean, you and I just talked about this real quickly before we were on air. Like our lives, like go 360 when you have a daughter first off, and then a child, and a child, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, absolutely. And you're right. So people's motivations not only change. Like it not only changes from person to person. It changes from life condition to life condition. So how do you, 
how do you get to know that person and 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 tap into that? That's the challenge as a leader, and it's not an easy thing to do, right? But as just said earlier on the call, like nothing good is easy. Well, exactly. Nothing, nothing comes. Nothing great comes easy, right? Exactly. And I think, and I think, really, I think you, you you really mentioned it earlier, Mo. Is really as a leader, really having those conversations, um, and maybe maybe not so become like best friends, but understanding that oh, you know what, I work with Mo and his, his daughter just turned one. Like that's, you know, how how did that feel? And, and really asking questions in terms of, you know, trying to relate to to Mo. I think yeah. that 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 makes you a more warm type leader in terms of really oh you know what he really cares about me as well not only the work that I'm delivering right for sure so here's a challenge I have for all the leaders out there so mm-hmm. I mean I've I've been I've had full time jobs before and I've seen people kind of you know have kids and get married throughout their career around mm-hmm. me and usually what happens at the company what what, what people do is you. You know, you throw a little bit of a party. Maybe you give them a gift for the newborn. Maybe you know, you try to incorporate the personal life in their in, in the work life to get bring them closer. But yeah. as a challenge, I ask, how many companies incorporate that conversation of you just got married, you just had a kid, into the performance review? Mm, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Right, because what if you know you know this person had a kid a couple months ago? You threw the baby shower, you gave them the basket and everything. Now when it comes to performance review, are you having that conversation of how is that changing your career aspiration? Last year when we talked, you wanted to, you know, be the boss and be the director and you wanted to hustle. Now that you're a family person, a family man or mom or dad, has that changed? If yeah. it has, let's have a conversation about that. How can we support you in that direction? And I, I find most people don't, right? You just kind of stop at that baby shower party or the congratulations gift basket and then that's that. Then I guess and I and and I would also take it from the other point of view, Mo, if you are that employee that and you realized in the last year and a half that you know what, my values has changed. I mean I don't I'm not going to now like even for me personally, Mo, I used to go I live right downtown in Toronto, if you're from Toronto, I live by Queen and John. So I, I used to go to networking events literally at least three times a week. Now, with my daughter just at you know just past two years old, I if that I go maybe to one a week maybe and it really has to make sense to me now. So like my life is like you know what at two years old, I want to make sure I'm home when my daughter's learning something new every day. Like I want to be like so even for me telling my business partners I'm like listen or you know some yes you know I'm not going to go to all these events anymore. I can't do it. Like this is it. Like, if it really no, makes sense, right. yeah. So, it's, it's like, so, my point is, Mo, is like, even if you're the employee and you knew you were that, say you're in marketing, mm-hmm. and you're out at all these events, and it takes you to weekend events, maybe you have to have that conversation, listen, I don't know if I could hold this, you know, I, you know, my values change, I don't want to spend time away from my family, or I just, you know what I mean? And you have, yeah. to, have you, you have to talk to your boss, because they may not know, because they're stuck in their maybe not stuck in their world, but every person in a company has their own challenges and their own problems that they're trying to solve, right? So, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, the, the, the onus is definitely on both sides. Employees mm-hmm. should step up and talk to their, their bosses about that and, and the other way around. Just human nature, I guess, it's that quite often employees don't, right? Yeah, exactly. They don't have that relationship or they're maybe apprehensive or hesitant because – 
they don't know what that's going to do. Oh, if I'm the guy who says I'm, I'm going to leave at 5 o'clock every day, does, does that mean that I'm going to not be in that important meeting or not going to get the workload or, or anything else, right? So right. there's a little bit of hesitation there from an employee. Ideally, you want them to have that conversation. But in the absence of it, um, the, the leaders just sort of step up and, and say, oh, you know, I know you had a cake, maybe you should go home early every day or, or whatever, right? Maybe exactly. Maybe work schedule or and really celebrate it as well. I mean, uh, if you were just tuning in, we're talking about empathy in leadership. I'm just just reading through some of the comments that we're getting, Mo. Um, people are saying, great conversation. Love discussion on how family impacts the work situation. So thank you for that. Another point was that employers, and I think it's exactly what you were just saying, Mo. They're saying employers need to create a trusting environment. So staff feel safe to share the new situations in their life because imagine you're not in a trusting environment. You'd be, I'd be scared to oh, tell yeah. my boss, oh man, I, it's my 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 daughter's first birthday and I I need to I need to run around in in circles. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's it's pretty interesting. So I think I think on that trust issue, I agree. And one of the things that that creates trust. Is clarity as a, as a leader. Mm-hmm. The more yeah. clear you are on what the roles are, who is doing what, the more trust you create. And the more trust you create, the more you can also, it's a circle, you can provide more clarity. So if you have a team that you trust, that they will get the job done, whether they're leaving early, coming late, taking vacations, or whatever else it is, then you can decisively say, we're going in this direction because you know what? This may work. And it may not, but I know that if it doesn't, I have a team that can pick it up. Exactly. And we can come gladly. So it, it goes in circles, trust, clarity, trust, clarity. I like that. I like that. Mo, you got a shout-out from uh, from Gail Scott at Boise International. Great she's yeah. great, great hearing you share. Um, yeah, so if you have any questions, definitely let us know. But uh, before we end, I have, I have another question um, and I, I know we've been talking about this. Maybe this is more specific to to your experience, Mo. Do you, how do you, how are you promoting empathy in your team environment today? Yeah, the root of it is the root of it is perspective for me. So mm-hmm. whenever so whenever you work with someone in the weeds on on a project or with a client or so, um, people communicate and then they have an interpretation of their communications, right? We say, oh, this person said this because. Et cetera, et cetera. And then sometimes things get heated. So the way I try to promote empathy is always taking a step back and asking my team, think about why that person said the things they did in the way that they did. Where are they mm-hmm. coming from? Are they overwhelmed? Are they underwhelmed? Are they bored or are they overstimulated? Right. Remember, right? right? Are, is your client, hey, you know your client, for example, has had, it just came off of vacation. She hasn't been communicating to anybody for two weeks. She's coming into it. She feels out of the loop right now. So she's overwhelmed. How can we help her uh, not feel that way? Right? Because I got a – no, hold that thought. I got a, I got a caller who wants to join us on the air. Yeah. So let's, let's see if we could have them join our conversation. Oh, we just lost them. But no, that that's, oh, no. that's good. it's all it's all good. I mean, we're we're hitting a point I think in terms of you know being showing empathy and leadership and really really understanding the people around you. Um, I mean, uh, Gail was saying that she loved the idea of creating new direction, trust, and clarity. So so that's good. I mean, I'm really I'm really having a blast here. I think 
I think this this discussion, well, we we could even take it further in a, in a, in the next date. Uh, but before before I end, Mo, is there any final tips that you'd like to share uh, for the listeners out there? Yeah, I think the 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 biggest thing to me is it's never just business; it's always personal. Once you understand that paradigm, that business is personal. We are in this world, what we do for a living to a greater extent. It all flows into each other. Once you truly understand that and lead with that, then then I think success is, is just the beginning. No, that's great. That's great. Well, I love that business is personal. So where can we find more information about you, your company, Empathy, by the way? I love the name. And it just lines up, to, lines up to what we're talking about, uh, about empathy or, or anything else you'd like to share. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you can, you can find us at empathyinc.ca. That's empathyinc.ca. And from there, you can see my blog and my LinkedIn profile and everything that flows from there. Uh, do connect with me on, on LinkedIn and on Twitter, and I'd be happy to uh, connect with you guys. Awesome. Mo. Well, thank you for co-hosting today. It was really a pleasure. We really got deep in terms of some issues, and perhaps we need to we need to strategize where we can talk more and really really encourage everyone else to talk. I know we missed a, we missed some callers, uh, so I do apologize if you're listening or you listen to that. Uh, this 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 conversation will go live. I mean, it's live now, but it'll be instantly. You could re listen to it after the fact and you could also go to the businessleadership.com slash live to catch this discussion later on today um, so the business leadership live it happens every Monday Wednesday and Friday so be sure to join at 11 a.m. Eastern time but if you haven't done so yet be sure to check the business leadership podcast where I actually sit down with business leaders to discuss their personal journey and experience of business leadership new episode is dropping tomorrow with Hamza Khan the managing director of the Student Life Network. So really excited to share that one. Uh, learned quite a quite a few tips in terms of like burnouts uh, for people who are Type A and just working too hard. Then um, today's episode um, is powered by Slingshot Voice, leaders in telecommunications, helping you understand where your business calls are coming from. Um, but that's a wrap. Happy Monday, everyone. Have a have an amazing week. Um, Please tune in on Wednesday. Otherwise, we'll talk to you soon. Edwin signing off.